In this episode, I want to talk about the most important piece to the puzzle, and that's you. We're going to dive into who you have to become to become a successful stock trader. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the Brown Report Stock Market Report, where it's all about power charts, power trades, power profits. And now your host, stock market trader and coach, Jason Brown. All right, so this is a topic I've been wanting to do for a while, and that's who you have to become to be a successful trader and investor. A lot of times we think about, you know, what do we have to do? What's the right stock to buy? But I don't think many people think about who they have to become to be a successful trader and investor. And if you think about your life and how you were raised and who you are as a person, all that plays into whether you'll be successful in this game, because who you've been raised as, what you've been taught in school may not be in alignment with what it takes and the person you have to become to be successful in this industry. Like if you're going to be successful playing basketball or football or baseball or hockey, you have to become a lover of sports. You have to love running, jumping, working out. You have to love competing. You have to love uh, putting on a show, working with a team, all those different things. And if you if you don't love that, if you don't learn to become that, then you won't be successful in that arena. So let's talk about who you have to become to become a successful trader and investor. So number one, you have to become a lover of learning. This is this is one that's really a stickler for most people. Maybe you graduated from high school and you thought you were done. Like, this is it. Like, I got my diploma. I'm good. Perhaps you went to college and said, glad this learning stuff is over. Got my diploma. You hung it on the wall and then you went straight out to apply for, for you know, for your job. This is probably the toughest one for most people, because in order to be profitable, in this industry, in the stock market and investing, you have to be willing to learn the industry and the tools needed to succeed. If you're stuck on traditional education as well, meaning you only learn if it's in a classroom setting and a teacher standing up and lecturing to you or, you know, from some so-called accredited university, then you're going to struggle in this industry because in the stock market, you get your lessons from real life, not necessarily from a book, not necessarily from a teacher just standing in front of the classroom. You, you actually learn from other investors, other doers. You learn from non-traditional ways like watching somebody like me on YouTube, right? Uh, you learn by taking a course that's not necessarily offered by a university, but that's offered by a stock trader himself or herself or some type of stock trading company that has nothing to do with being accredited by some university where you're going to get a diploma and go ask for a job. This is not that same industry. You also learn by being part of a stock trading community. What are other traders doing? What are other traders using? What tools are they using? Different things like that. So it's non-traditional learning. You know, it's much more than book knowledge. It's knowledge of oneself, uh, which, you know, we'll get into. The second thing is you, you have to become a person that is disciplined with your time. So 
let's let's examine that. Let's talk about it. You you have to become a person that understands how to prioritize your time and get things done. Why, why is that important? You may be asking because the market is only open from 9:30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and guess what that means for most of you? That means the market is open while you're at work. So you have to be disciplined with your time to do your research. Really, you only have two times to do your research, which is in the morning before the market opens or after the market closes. And really in those two time frames, you still have all of life's obligations. You're being a husband, a wife, a father, mother, son, daughter. You know, you're working out in the morning at the gym. You're 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 praying in the morning or praying at night and you got to get the kids ready for soccer and you got to wash their clothes, read them a bedtime book, but, you know, have dinner with the family after work. So you got all these things going on before work. You also have these things going on after work, but you have to be disciplined. Are you using your lunch break to, you know, study or do your research? Are you getting up earlier than the rest of the house is waking up so you can have that quiet time to get into your, your your routine of learning about the stock market or you stand up a little bit later after everyone else has gone to bed and you fulfilled your, your household or your other obligations. You have to be disciplined enough to cut off the TV, right? So some of you, you know, you, you want to go watch Real Housewives or you want to go watch a UFC fight or sports, but you have to be disciplined with your time and say, I only have a certain amount of time. So I'm going to cut off the TV and go watch a YouTube video on stock trading. I'm going to go watch, you know, my foundations course or options explain course or what, whatever course you're, you're in, even if it's not mine, you have to be disciplined enough to say, I'm going to get the knowledge and do the research that's going to enable me to learn how to use, you know, probability and statistics that comes with learning how to trade and pick the right stocks and read a stock chart so that I can invest my money wisely. And and your boss isn't going to pay for you to do that on the clock between nine to five. So you got to figure out how to make it happen before work, after work, on your lunch break, while you're handling all of other life's obligations. And you can only do that if you're very disciplined with your time. Three, you also have to have a vision. have to have a long and short-term vision and we're not talking about glasses here right we're not talking about you know covering one eye and read some alphabet this is a silent killer that most people uh, don't have they don't have long or short-term vision and in my industry nothing is more sad than when I hear or you know someone calls me or they send me an email that says you know I tried it for 30 days and I don't think I can learn this or I've been at it for a few weeks now and I lost some money. I don't think I'm meant to be a trader, especially like when they just told me they were in this for financial freedom or they were in this to quit their their job someday or retire your spouse. I'm thinking, really, like you have no long term or short term vision. Like, did you really think you were going to achieve financial freedom in a couple of weeks or a couple of months? Like, did you really think you were going to retire your spouse by giving this 30 days or giving it two months or a couple weeks? Like, come on. Like, where's your vision at? 
If you're going to accomplish things like retiring your spouse, leaving your job, becoming a full time trader, if that's what you decide to do. And and I'm just regurgitating what some of you email me, what you tell me and what you post on Facebook and YouTube. You have to realize on your way to this promised land of retiring your spouse and buying a the car or house you want in cash or doing this full time, there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the road. There's going to also be a learning curve, some losses, some investments, some growing pains. So think about your think about your job for a second. When you first went into your job, right? There was was there a learning curve? Did you go in the first day and say, I have to know everything or else this don't work out in two weeks. I'm just going to quit. Like, no, you were like, hey, this is the field I want to be in. This was the industry. Most of you before even uh, finding the job you want to be in, you went to school for four years, not even knowing if that's truly what you want to do for the rest of your life. But you had this vision that once you got your degree, you would be making, you know, six figures or 50,000, 60,000, whatever the case may be. So then when you actually get the job, you know, there's a learning curve, just like there's a learning curve with the stock market. And you got to have long term and short term vision. You have to short term visions could be saying, hey, I know this is going to be tough for two weeks. I know I'm the new guy on the block at work. I know they're going to make fun of me. I know I'm going to make mistakes, etc. I know I'm going to goof up a few times, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to apply. I'm going to take the trainings. It's the same thing with the stock market. You have to come in with that short term vision saying, hey, I know I'm new to this. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know I don't know everything. I know I may not even make a whole lot of money the first you know, month, two months, six months, maybe even the first year. But then your long term vision has to kick in and say, hey, if I can get past this short term situation of learning curve of, you know, losing a little bit of money, but gaining the knowledge, taking the course, practicing the, the, the craft, the trade long term, I know at some point my money will begin to work for me. I will be able to retire my spouse. I will be able to buy that house and that car cash. I will be able to put my kids through school. I will be able to go on those vacations or leave some money for my grandkids or whatever the case may be. But it comes with having vision and that's long term and short term. Because if your vision's too far out, you you know, you you almost feel like like, uh, that's kind of pie in the sky. That's three to five years from now. But you also have to have that short term vision. Say, hey, once I get past this learning curve, I got to make my first hundred before I can make my first thousand. I got to make my first thousand before I can make my first ten thousand. I got to make my first ten thousand before I can make my first million. Right. And so you need to break that down into your short term and your long term vision and understand what type of peaks and valleys are going to be on your way in your path as you go from your short term vision to progress towards your long term vision. But most people, they don't really have a vision of where they see themselves. And so they quit too early and they don't stay in the game long enough to see their plans and their visions through or they give their visions an unrealistic time frame. Again, retiring the spouse, not going to happen in two weeks from the stock market. So you have to become 
a person who has vision if you're going to last in this game because you're going to need some vision to get through your first loss. Uh, or maybe you've been making, you got into this game and you had a great run and you start making money. Trust me, when you run into your first loss, you got to remind yourself, why am I doing this? What's my vision? What's my long-term reason for being in this? So that takes us to number four. You need to know your why and commit to it. This one is part of having vision and having vision is knowing why are you doing something? So why are you doing this? Why do you want to learn how to become a stock trader or an investor? Here are some of the top reasons I hear from new traders. I want to retire my husband or wife, which we just talked about in the vision section. I want to pay for my kids college tuition. I want to quit my job and become a full time trader. I want to become financially independent so that way you're not depending on any job or anyone for money. I want to travel the world. That's another one that I hear all the time. I want to make the type of money that I can travel the world. I can make money from my laptop. Uh, and then I also hear I know that there's more to life. So that's why, you know, you, you want to do this. You know that there's something more to life. But I once heard my mentor and motivational speaker, Eric Thomas, say, is that what you really want or is that just what you're saying with your mouth? Right. And then when I heard him say that, that was a really powerful statement because everybody wants all of those things or so they say. But are you willing to commit to doing what it takes to having them? So you need to you need to know your why and then you need to commit to your why. Are you a person who just runs when the going gets tough? Do you just jump from opportunity to opportunity and never really commit, never really put any real action behind your words? If you're that type of person, chances are you won't be successful in this industry if that's what your life looks like. And I'm talking about from your marriage to your work life to your relationships with friends. Do you know why you're married? Do you know why you're at that job? Do you know why you're friends with these people? Why? Why are you partnering with them? And then are you committed? If you don't know why you do what you do on a daily basis, you don't know why you associate with the people you associate with. Uh, you don't honor your commitments to your kids, your wife, your family. You're going to have a hard time in this industry. You may be like, well, what does this have to do with, with, with trading? It's about who you have to become, because in order to become successful, in order for you to reach that long and that short term vision, you need to know why you're striving for it because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. You need to know why you're doing this. If you're going to get up earlier than everyone else in the house and study the stock market, if you're going to stay up later than your spouse after you put your kids to bed and you didn't work the full day, now you got to go look at some stock charts. You, if you want to, you know, you have to know your why if you're going to get you know, push yourself to the limits that it needs. you need to be pushed to in order to be successful in this industry. You need to know your why and then you need to commit because if you know your why, but you never commit to anything, right? I know why I got married, but I'm not committed. I'm just going to move on to the next girl or I got this job, but I'm not going to see it through. I said I was going to start working out, but now I'm not. If you don't really commit to things in your life, you're going to have a hard time in this industry because it takes commitment. 
it. This is not the lottery. You can't just buy a ticket one day and hope tomorrow you wake up with a million dollars in your bank account. You need to know your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you in this industry? Why do you want to learn it? And then you need to commit to seeing this thing through until you can realize your why, until your vision becomes a reality. Number five, you need to learn to control your emotions. The stock market, I understand it can be an emotional place because it's an industry where you can lose money and that's scary to most people. However, it's also a unique place where you can have your money work for you and produce an endless supply of cash, which is also exciting. So this brings on the two emotions. And I talked about this in another episode, uh, but it brings on the two emotions that trip most people up and that's fear and greed. Some people fear losing money so much that they never get started and get started, you know, making a profit because they're like, oh, what if I lose the money? And like, ooh, I don't know. How do I know this is the right decision for me, the right trade? It's like you fear losing money so much that you you don't even get in the game to put yourself in a position to earn any money because you're, you're, you're like, ah, I can't let this money go. Then on the other side, you got the greed, right? That's the person who, you know, you, you, you're in the profit, but you, you're too, you don't ever lock it in because you think this stock is going to the moon and then inevitably you end up breaking even or even worse, you end up losing all your money because you got too emotional, right? You got married to the stock. You're like, oh, this stock is never coming back down. I love you, Apple. I love you, Facebook or Tesla. Like you got emotional with the stock and you got greedy. And so you can't, you can't fear the money and you also can't get greedy. You have to be even kill. You have to control your emotions. Don't get too high on the highs and don't get too low on the lows. Know that winning and losing is part of the game. And as long as you lose uh, more or you lose small and you lose less often and you win big and you win big more often, you'll be okay. Does that make sense? Like you're going to lose but the key is to lose less. And then you're going to make money. But when you're right, you want to be right big and you want to be right often. And when you're wrong, you want to be wrong small and you want to be wrong less often. And controlling your emotions will allow you to realize, like, I might have lost this one. And that's part of the game. But I know if I'm trading out of 10 trades, I teach people you want to be right seven out of the 10 times, or even if you're wrong seven times, you want to be wrong small those seven times. And when you're right the three times, right, the other three times, you want to be right big. Does that make sense? Meaning you could be wrong. Let's say you got a $3,000 account. You can be wrong seven times, but if you lose a hundred bucks on each one, you lost $700 you still have 2,300 left to trade. But when you're right those other three times, let's say you're right by one to $2,000. Well, on that side, you just made $6,000, but you only were right three times, but you were right big. And when you were wrong, you were wrong seven times, but you were only wrong by a hundred bucks. So I hope that makes sense. You want to control your emotions and know 
Losing is part of the game. Just lose small. And when you're right, you want to be right big. And that just comes with practicing the craft, you know, setting your stop losses, knowing why you're in the trade, knowing when to get out. That's more tactical. But right now, I just want to talk about who you have to become. And that's a person that controls their emotions and know that winning and losing is part of the game. It's not something that you should be giving up hope or I lost a couple hundred dollars. I don't think this is for me. That's really emotion talking because, you know, two, three emails before that, you were just saying you wanted to retire your wife, retire your husband, uh, put your kids through college. Now, all of a sudden you lost one or 200 bucks. This isn't for you. That's emotion talking, right? Control your emotion. And part of controlling your emotion is our last and final one. And that's become a giver of money. Give money away by doing Uh, By doing the act alone of giving it away, it helps control your emotions. So live your life generously as if you have an endless supply of money. If you if your thoughts about money are ones of like lack and you don't feel like there's enough in this world and you're like holding on to every dollar, trust me, that's going to show up in your trade and you'll be scared to trade. And you know what they say about being scared. Scared money never wins. So, you know, live life abundantly, open handedly. There's just something magical about, you know, life and earth and uh, mother nature that when you, you know, karma, when you do good things, you let money go. It's just amazing how it comes back to you. And it's also amazing how when you like hold on to something like, oh, this is my last $500. I just don't want to let it go. It's amazing. Like the type of power that the money has over you when you're holding on to it. It's like it's ruling you. It's your master. It's like it has control over you. And you know, we all know that money's an awesome servant, but a terrible master. So you want to give money away. And I'm not just saying just uh, go walk down the street, you know, with a bunch of singles like you're in a club or something like that, or you just throwing money in the air. But a good place to start living abundantly and giving money away is start with your local church, right? So are you a person that tithes 10% of your earnings? Do you do you start there? Do you give away 10% of your earnings or do you say, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills this month and I don't know where the money's going to come from. I can't give away 10%. Like once you get in the practice of doing that, you'll start to see like, wow, somehow the bills magically got paid. I got a raise from work. Maybe you drink one less Starbucks coffee. Maybe by giving away 10%, you found out you had to give up cigarette smoking. Like I, I don't, I don't know. But the point is that's one place that you can start with your faith, your church. Uh, If you don't go to church, you know, find somebody else's church to donate to. Uh, If the Girl Scouts come around with cookies, for example, and you're on a diet, buy twice as many cookies as you would have bought if you weren't on the diet. But here's the catch. Then give the cookies away. Don't say, well, I would buy some, but I'm on a diet and I don't want to eat it. And then like, why would I buy the cookies if I can't eat them? Like you're not thinking abundantly, like just think about, hey, I'm going to help this Girl Scout or this Boy Scout out and I'm not even going to eat the cookies. I'm going to go give it to my boss or go give it to somebody at another cubicle. Then you're like, you know, the karma is like twofold out there. You, you supported the Girl Scout. More importantly, you gave away money. You didn't hold on to it. Like, why would I spend five dollars for some cookies? Like, it's not about the cookies. 
It's about you giving money away, living life abundantly, right? If you're going to be a millionaire or you're going to unmask thousands of dollars from the stock market and you say, one day I'm going to buy my mother a house. One day I'm going to donate to my favorite charity. The reality is if you don't start now, if you don't start those practices now, the reality is you're not going to be a giver of money when you do make the big bucks. If you ever make the big bucks, but giving the money away now is part of controlling that fear. You're giving it away because you don't fear letting the money go because you know you have an opportunity to bring the money back in. I hope that's making sense because that one's really key. I noticed that when I started giving money away, being generous, I would do stuff like pay. I would be in a grocery store and I would pay for the person behind me and not let them know it. Like I'd, I'd talk to the cashier and say, hey, whatever they get and ring it up, then I'll come back, sign for it. You know, different things like that. And you may be thinking, well, you know, you're making money in the stock market. You have a business and et cetera. No, I was doing this when I was like flat broke because it was just it was like the little money I had wasn't it wasn't going to do anything for me. But to be able to do something for somebody else, it was like so much more rewarding than worrying about where I was going to get my next dollar from when I just let it go and helped them bless someone else. It was just amazing how that money came back to me. So and I'm, I'm reaping those benefits to this day with the stock market, with my courses, with teaching you guys and stuff like that. And so that's why I give my knowledge away, my content away. I do YouTube videos and stuff like that, because there's no way that um, I could tell you everything I knew for free anyway. So it's like I give so much good free stuff away because I'm blessed with so much more new knowledge by giving away some of it that I am able to write more advanced courses and go deeper with my teachings because I don't hold on to it like, oh, no, I can't teach them this because if they know this, then they'll be just like me or I'll run out of stuff to talk about. Like that's that that's that, uh, you know, that poor mentality. So give away your money, give away, donate to a cause that's important to you. Buy those cookies from that Girl Scout, from that Boy Scout, even if you're not going to eat them. It's more about the practice of giving the money away and not being a slave to the money than it is about the cookies, than it is about where you're going to get your next meal from or what bill you're going to pay next. Trust me, the creator will provide for you and this world will open up and send things your way because you're a giving person. But if you don't believe that, if you don't practice that, if you don't try it, uh, you're going to have a hard time in this industry because you have to give your money away to a stock trade with no guarantee that the money is going to come back. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay knowing that you took a calculated risk to hopefully put yourself and your family in a better financial position. And sometimes that works out. Sometimes that doesn't work out, but it starts with you being a giver of your money. Let's recap because this is we talked about a lot of stuff here. So let's recap. You need to be a lover of learning and in turn a lifetime student of this game. Listen, there is no graduation, right? There is no like I'm done learning about the stock market. If God willing or, you know, whoever your God is, 
you know, you will become the teacher someday sharing this knowledge with your kids, your grandkids, your family and changing your family's financial tree. And them not saying, well, you know, we didn't really talk about stocks in our household. You want to be that that light that changes the direction of your family. Say we always talked about stocks at the dinner table. Me and my kids, my grandkids, they know how to invest. Uh, Secondly, you know, become disciplined with your time because most of you only have a short time to make this happen before and after work. And it's going to take some sacrifice from the TV. It's going to take some sacrifice from sleep. Yes, you have to get up early. You have to stay up late. You're going to have to sacrifice some of the extracurricular activities to get this thing mastered. Lord knows uh, I've been up so many. If you, you know, if you were a private Facebook friend of mine, you know, you've seen the late night Facebook post where I'm up two, three o'clock in the morning and I'm, you know, I'm up early talking about, you know, I'm charting my stocks. So I'm up late talking about I'm looking at the stock market, trying to figure out what I'm trading tomorrow. And you got to have that long term and short term vision, right? That's the other one. Have long term and short term vision. Where do you see yourself in six months? Where do you see yourself in six years? Remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Just because Warren Buffett made his money already doesn't mean the race is over and you can't get into the game. In fact, he's still playing the game even at his age. So he's living proof that the game never ends and you never really graduate. This one is especially important. Know your why. Who are you doing this for? What are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to learn this industry? And this also helps with your vision. Knowing your why helps the vision, right? If you know why you're doing this, you can envision what your mother's face is going to look like to to pay off her house for, what your grandma's face is going to look like for you to have the money to afford her medicine or tell her she doesn't have to work at Walmart part-time now that you can take care of her. Or your kids, when you say, hey, not my kids, we're not coming out with student loan debt. I'm paying cash for for your tuition. When you're able to buy your spouse that car for once in your life, like what does that look like when that happens? And once you know your why and you can see that vision, whether that's six months, 12 months, 24 months, five years down the road, you're not going to let a bad trade or two weeks and I tried this. You're not going to let that stuff knock you out the game. You know why you're doing this. You don't care if your friends, your family and your coworkers think you're crazy because you have a why that's burning inside you and you know why you have to do this. And you're not going to let anyone steal that dream, that vision from you. Last but not least, you have to control your emotions. If you start making a lot of money, don't get too big on yourself. If you come out the gate losing some money, don't get too down on yourself. Remember, it's all part of the process. Winning and losing is part of the process. It's just when you lose, you want to lose small and less frequently. And when you win, you want to win big and you want to win more often. Hey, listen, I hope you got a lot out of this episode because this is one I've been wanting to do for a while about who you have to become. It ain't about what stock to buy, when to buy it. No, this is about you. This is the person that you look at every day in the mirror and that you have control over. And if you can master these few key concepts of who you have to become and start to look at, you know, 
uh, patterns in your life and start to clean up your commitments, giving away money, controlling your emotions, knowing your why and committing, having a long term vision, being disciplined with your time and being a lover of learning. I guarantee you'll not just transform as a trader, you'll transform as a better person. So until next time, this is Jason Brown. I'm signing off saying, hey, this is who you have to become to become a successful trader and investor. And I want to see you make it because I know you can. And I know this is a person that's inside of all of us and it's just waiting to come out. And if you're already there, then help somebody else get there. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Brown Report Stock Market Report. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. For more power stock trading tips, tutorials, and training, visit www.thebrownreport.com.